Whenever you think about chips, who comes to your mind? Who? Nuh alayhi salam. Alright. So ayah number 23. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ And certainly we sent Nuh to his nation, to his people. فَقَالَ So he said, يَا قَوْمِ O my people, أُعْبُدُ اللَّهَ Worship Allah. All of you worship Allah. Only Allah. Why? Because malakum, there is not for you min ilahin, any god, غَيْرُهُ besides him. He is your only ilah. You have taken many ilah. You do worship many others besides him, but the reality is that there is only one ilah. And who is he? The one who made you. Allah. أَفَلَا then do you not fear? Do you not fear Allah? He is the one who made you. He is the one who sent you. He is the one who can give you death. He is the one who can punish you. He is the one who has full ability over you. And yet you associate partners with Him. Yet you turn away from Him. You give His haq to other than Him. Don't you have fear of God? Don't you fear Allah? Over here, Nuh is mentioned about how he spoke to his people, how he did da'wah to his people. And then we'll see what the response of the people of Nuh was to their prophet. And over here, a comparison is being made between two types of people. The mu'minun, those who believe, what are their actions like? What is their attitude towards their Lord? And then eventually, what is their outcome? Who are al-mu'minun? قَدْ أَفْلَحَ They have succeeded. They will be successful. How are they towards their Lord? الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ They are humble, they are submissive, they are fearful of their Lord. And then what's their ultimate outcome? They are successful. Over here we see the people of Nuh salam. they did not have fear of Allah. How was their attitude towards Allah? They were not fearful, they were not submissive. So what was their ultimate outcome? Success or failure? فَقَالَ الْمَلَأُ What was the response of the people? فَقَالَ So he said, الْمَلَأُ The eminent ones, the chiefs, the leaders, the wealthy, the people who had power. Because remember the word mala from mil. What is mil? The fill of something. So mala are those people who fill the hearts of people with amazement. Amazement. So for example, a person their wealth is mentioned, or their worldly success is mentioned. And what happens? People are just like, wow, wow, that's amazing. You know, they see a car and their heart is filled with awe. Or they see a piece of jewelry and other people, their heart is filled with awe. So mala are people of power, people who've got money, people who have influence. And whatever the mala say, what happens? People follow them. Right? So they fill the hearts of people. They feed the hearts of people. So فَقَالَ mala, The eminent ones, they are the ones who oppose the messengers. Here also, they spoke against Nuh salam. In particular, Allah says, الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ قَوْمِهِ They were those who disbelieved from his nation. What did they say? مَا هَذَا إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ Nuh, مَا هَذَا مَا not هَذَا this, meaning this person, this thing, this individual, he is nothing illa except basharum mithlukum, a human being 
like you. He is a human being just like you. There's nothing special about him. Why should we have to listen to him? How come he's a prophet? And you know what? This prophethood is just a scheme. Because Yuridu, he wants, and that يَتَفَضَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ He wants to have precedence over you. يَتَفَضَّلَ From فَا ضَاد لام فضل. What does فضل mean? Extra, right? And فضل is also a favor. Now when a person has a favor, gets a favor, receives a favor, he has something extra, then what happens? His status is immediately higher compared to the rest of the crowd. So for instance, if a person has a fadl of money, then his status is higher than the status of those who are around him with respect to money. If one person has the fadl of, let's say, being a very good artist, hmm, then what happens? Because of this fadl, immediately they're distinguished. Right? So yatafaddala, what does it mean? Yatafaddala. Tafaddala ala, when it's followed by ala, it means to try to gain some superiority over another. To try to show that you are superior above others. Because of some virtue or some characteristic or some possession or something new. So the people accused Nuh salam. The mala, they accused him. They said, he's only trying to look better than you. He's only trying to have power over you. He just wants to famous. This is just a scheme to become famous. To become, to have power. If you think about it, Fir'aun, what did he say? When Musa came. What did he say? Yes. That you have come to take our kingdom away. You have come to take over our country. You have come to take over our civilization. And we're not going to let you do that. Did Musa say that? He came to take Bani Israel away. He said, let us go. Not let us take over you. Right? The people of Nuh also, what did they say? That Nuh just wants to become the best one amongst us. And he's using religion to do that. He's using prophethood to do that. You know, it's amazing. What does it show? These people, they feel threatened. Right? Which is why they're accusing Nuh They feel insecure. They feel insecure. This is why they don't want to acknowledge Nuh And the same thing happened at the time of the Prophet also. That how, the, how for example, Abu Jahl. Right? Abu Jahl, who was he? From a different clan. From the Banu Makhzum. He did not want to accept the Prophet ﷺ. Why? Because that would mean Banu Hashim, the family of the Prophet ﷺ, they have superiority over us. There's pride over here. There's insecurity here. So the people of Nuh also said something similar. They said, he's just trying to take precedence over you. وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ And if Allah wanted, لَأَنزَلَ مَلَائِكَةً Surely He would have sent down angels. Meaning if he wanted to send a message to us, he would have sent angels. Ma samirna, we have never heard bihada of this. Of what? Of prophethood. Fi abaina amongst our forefathers, al awwaleen, the first ones. Meaning our forefathers, the previous generations, they never told us about a prophet. This is something new. And they were right with respect to this. Because Nuh salam, he was indeed the first. Messenger after Adam alayhi salam. Why? Because 
Adam السلام, after him, people were upon guidance for some time. And then once they deviated, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messages. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nuh السلام, He was the first Rasul. So they said that this is something new. We have never heard about this before. So we cannot believe in you. But were they right in doing this? No. Because yes, Nuh السلام, was the first Rasul. However, did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not promise to send guidance whenever there was a need? He did, right? When Adam a.s., Hawa, when they were sent to the world, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا Right? Then when guidance will come to you from me, Allah promised to send guidance. So here, guidance has come. But what's the reaction of the people? No, this is a lie, this is a scheme, we don't want to accept this. And they belittled Nuh a.s. They said, In huwa. In not. Huwa he. Illa except rajulun. He's just a man. Bihi with him is jinnah. Madness. Jinnah, jim, noon, noon. Jannah literally means to cover. Literally. Alright? The verb jannah. Jannah. Jannatun. What is that? A garden. Because in a garden, the soil is all covered. What is it covered with? Okay, trees, grass, flowers, right? And the trees also, from them the shade that comes. So, jinnah is madness, insanity. When a person's aql is covered, his senses are covered. So they accuse him of madness. They say, he's just gone mad. Don't worry. Don't give importance to him. Just as you don't give importance to what a mad person says, don't give importance to what Nuh says. And they're kind of belittling him, right? That because he's suffering from madness, this is why he's claiming to be a prophet. And you know what? He's only suffering from madness. It's just a temporary thing. This will be over very soon. فَتَرَبَّصُوا بِهِ So just wait for him. Wait for what? For either the madness to go away or for him to die. This will be over. And this is exactly what many people try to do when they're being told about something good. That those who are telling them to do something good... What do they accuse them of? This is just a phase. You know this hijab you've put on? It's just a phase. All these prayers you're performing so nicely and properly. Fajr, you're getting up every day now since you read Al-Ladina Umfi Salati Yuhafilun. It's a phase. It'll be over. But it should not be a phase. And we want to make sure that it's not a phase. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us tawfiq. And we want to remain firm on it. And we ask Allah to keep us firm on it. So they said, فَتَرَبَّصُوا bihi. Just wait a little while. And you'll hear these kind of things. As soon as you start something new, like something good that you adopt, people say, let's see how long this is going to last. Let's see how long this is going to last. They said the same thing to the prophets of Allah. فَتَرَبَّصُوا بِهِ Just wait for him. حَتَّى حين For a time. Nuh salam, He did not give up. 950 years he did da'wah. And constantly what he received from his people was rejection. And then qala, he said, Rabbi, oh my Lord, unsurni, you help me. It's beyond me. I have done whatever I could. I have not given up. I have done whatever is within my capacity. You help me. Bima, because of what? Kadabuni, they have denied me. My people have denied me over and over again. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi, You help me. In Surah Al-Qamr, Ayah 10, we learn, فَدَعَا رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَصِرٌ He called upon his Lord that indeed I am overpowered, so help. 
and Allah's help came. Because قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ فَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْهِ How did the help come? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired to him. فَأَوْحَيْنَا So we inspired إِلَيْهِ to him. On that, إِصْنَعِ الْفُلْكِ إِصْنَعْ Build, construct. صَنَاعَ Craftsmanship. Right? Things that are made, produced in, for example, factories. Right? So, إِصْنَعْ Construct, build, make, put together Al-Fulka, the ship. How? Bi-a'yunina. Under our eyes. A'yun is a plural of A'in. Who is saying this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Nuh alayhi salam. You make the ship under our eyes. Have you ever heard this expression? Not under my watch. Right? What does it mean? That as long as I'm watching... So, بِأَعْيُنِنَا Meaning, we're watching you. We're looking at you. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching someone, looking at them, and a person realizes that Allah is watching me, then what does it mean? They're safe, they're secure. Because remember that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an that He is watching, it's for different reasons. One reason is that it's a threat. We're being given a threat. You know, for example, you're told, you're being watched. What does that mean? You better be careful. Better get your act together. If somebody says, I'm watching you, it's a threat. Sometimes, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that He's watching, what does it mean? That He is aware. He has knowledge of what we're doing, what we're saying, where we're going. So what does it tell us? About His knowledge. And thirdly, at other places in the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that He is watching something or someone in particular, then what does it mean? That He is watching them, meaning He is caring for them, protecting them, looking after them. So over here, what does it mean by the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Nuh salam, make this ship under our eyes. We're watching you, you're safe. People cannot hurt you. They won't be able to harm you. You'll do it right. Has it ever happened with you that you're doing something for the first time? Hmm? And you tell someone, can you please come and watch? Just make sure I'm doing it right. Does it happen? You draft out your assignment, your homework, and then you tell somebody, can you please read over it? Can you please look over it? And tell me if I'm doing it right? You're cooking in the kitchen for the first time. You want your mother to stand right there. Please watch. Make sure I'm doing it right. Bi'ayunina. وَوَحْيِنَا وَحْيِنَا From wahi. What does wahi mean? Inspiration. Meaning our instruction. So first of all, you are under our supervision, our protection. And secondly, we will instruct you, we will teach you how to do this. How to build the ship. Because Nuh did he know how to make ships from before? It seems like he was doing it the first time. And there are Many times in our lives where we are also doing something for the first time. And we are afraid we're gonna mess up, we're gonna make a mistake, it's not gonna work out. Have faith in Allah. Look at these comforting words. We are watching you and we will teach you how to do it. فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَمْرُنَا فَإِذَا then when جَاءَ أَمْرُنَا Our command comes. Meaning, when the punishment comes. And what's the sign that the punishment has come upon the people? That wafara tanur, wafara, and it overflowed. Fawara, 
What overflows? At-Tannur. What is Tannur? Tannur has been understood in different ways. But Tannur, generally, it's understood as a baking oven. Alright? It's derived from Persian. Tannur is used for a baking oven. So, for example, a circular hole or something like that in the ground. Alright? And what is it? It's basically filled with fuel. So, for instance, wood, coal. And as it burns for a long time, and the lid is on, what happens? That the nur, that baking oven, it becomes really, really hot. And then what happens? You take bread and you put it on the sides of the tanur. Alright? So, tanur is understood in that way. So, wafara tanur meaning the water comes out from the particular baking oven. So, in other words, Nuh was given a sign that when you see water emerging from the tanur, then what does it mean? The punishment has arrived. So what do you have to do? Get away from here. First look, because you cannot go before that, right? Each prophet, he could only leave his people when the command of Allah came, not before that. Which is why we see that the Prophet ﷺ also, he did not do hijrah immediately. You see, in the month of Muharram, the Prophet ﷺ, he told the companions, go do hijrah, leave Makkah, go to Medina. And all of them, one by one, they left. Until only the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr who remained and some other companions who weren't able to do hijrah. And then one day when the command came, the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr, they left Makkah immediately. So no Prophet is allowed to leave his people except after the command comes from Allah. So over here also Nuh is told that when this happens, then you can leave. And what do you have to do? Fas look, then Insert, admit, seen lam kaf, salaka. Put where fiha in it, meaning in the ship that you have constructed. So prepare the ship from before. Once the ship is made, now just wait for the command. Just like the Prophet ﷺ did. He told Abu Bakr, don't go yet. I'll go with you. We'll go together. So what did Abu Bakr anhu do? He had these two she camels that he kept ready for hijrah. And Aisha anha said that, he would feed those camels, these leaves from a special tree. So basically the best food that was available, he would give to those camels. Why? So that they were ready for the journey of hijrah. The preparations were done from before. So that as soon as a command comes, leave. Does that give us a lesson? When something has to be done, then what should we do? Wait until the last moment. Hmm? Like for example, Fajr. Wait until five minutes before sunrise. Three minutes before sunrise. No, no, how about one minute? There's still time. I can pray in 30 seconds. No, don't do that. Because if you pray like that, will you have khushur? Will you be able to do it properly? When something has to be done, then be ready from before. So, فَسْلُكْ fiha Insert in the ship, مِنْ كُلِّنْ زَوْجَيْنِ From all, meaning all creatures, زَوْجَيْنِ Mates. How many mates? Ithnain two. Meaning one male and one female. So every kind of animal, get the male and get the female. One each. And put them in the ship. Wa And also your ahl. Meaning also tell your family to go into the ship. Family? Obviously, which family members? Those who believed. 
which is why the exception is made. Illa except man those who sabaka it preceded alayhi on him alqaulu the word minhum from them, meaning those on whom the word already preceded. Which word? The word of punishment. In other words, those who are not going to believe. And who were they? The wife of Nuh alayhi salam, as well as one particular son of his. And the story we learned earlier in Surah Hud. وَلَا تُخَاطِبْنِي فِي الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا And do not address me. تُخَاطِبْنِي خِطَاب خَطَابَ Address, to speak to someone. Do not even address me concerning those who have done ظلم. Meaning those who are deserving of punishment, those who are refusing to enter the ship, who are still mocking at you at this time, those who are clearly upon misguidance, don't even talk to me about them. Meaning, don't make any request for them. Why? Because, إِنَّهُمْ مُغْرَقُونَ Indeed, they will surely be drowned. غَيْنْ رَاقَافِ They will be drowned in the water. In other words, don't take pity on these people. And don't make any plea for them. Why? Because there is no changing this decision. They will be drowned. فَإِذَا then when istawaita you have boarded istawaita seen wawiya istiwa is basically to become balanced and istiwa ala is to settle on something take position somewhere to become stable you know for instance when you get into the car what happens as you're getting in you go right you go left until you are finally settled in your seat you put your belt on then you're good to go so when you have boarded Anta you, woman and those who marka with you. Alal fulk on the ship. Meaning when everyone is boarded and the ship is sailing, فَقُلْ then say, Alhamdulillah, all praises for Allah. Alladhi najana, the one who has saved us min al ظَالِمِينَ from the wrongdoing people. In other words, when relief comes from Allah, then thank Him, be grateful to Him for the help that He has sent your way. For the fact that He has rescued you. Because many times it happens that when we are in trouble, we ask Allah for help. And when He relieves us, then we forget to thank Him. وَقُلْ And say, the future is bleak, you don't know where you're going to end up, ask Him. وَقُلْ And say, Rabbi, O my Lord, أَنزِلْنِي Cause me to descend, cause me to land. Because نَزَلَ means to come down. So anzilni, you make me come down, meaning from the ship, wherever I end up, wherever I land, wherever I reach, make me reach munzalan, landing place that is mubarak, that is blessed. Munzalan, from the root letters, nun zailam also. And munzal is the place of nuzul, the place of landing. So for example, you sit on a plane, you take off, Right? You say your du'as. Now when you're landing, should you be remembering Allah at that time also? Should you be making some du'a also? Is there any du'a of arriving at a new place? There is. And this is the du'a. That, oh Allah, make me come to this place, make me land at this place, munzalan mubarakan. Make this place mubarak for me. Blessed for me, full of goodness for me, full of khair for me. Make this place a source of benefit for me. وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْمُنْزِلِينَ And you are the best of those who accommodate. Munzil is one who causes someone to descend. So your host, you are the best to accommodate. You see the Prophet ﷺ when he went from Makkah to Medina, 
many sahaba got sick. Abu Bakr anhu was sick. Bilal radiallahu anhu was sick. And Aisha radiallahu anha, she would go to visit them. One time she went to Bilal radiallahu anhu and asked him, how are you doing? This is hadith in Bukhari. And which shows to us that if there is you know, a Muslim brother of the community, well known in the community, and they're unwell, it's our obligation that we should go visit them. I'm not saying you should go visit them in privacy, but as a family go. It's their haqq. So Aisha radiallahu anha went to visit Bilal. And she asked him, how are you doing? And Bilal radiallahu anhu, you know, he started saying things like, if only I could see the mountains of Makkah. And if only I could drink the water from the springs of Makkah. And if only I could do that and do that. So basically he was saying, I miss Makkah. I miss home. What was Makkah for them? A place of torture. But still, leaving your home is not easy. Medina, they were sick in Medina in the sense that initially it was very difficult for them to adjust to the different temperature, the different weather, the different climate. Everything was different. So the Prophet ﷺ made dua that, Oh Allah, bless Medina for us. Bless Medina for us. And it so happened that it became blessed for them. So any place we go to, new place we go to, new city, new country, new school, new workplace, new job, new campus, new bus route, whatever it is, any new place we go to, and we are afraid, anxious, make this dua. Rabbi anzilni munzalan mubarakan wa anta khayrul munzileen inna fi thalika la ayat. Indeed, in that are surely signs, many lessons. Wa in kunna la mubtaleen. If there's only one thing that we can remember, that indeed Allah, indeed kunna, we were la mubtaleen, surely ones who test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely tests his servants. And Nuh is a perfect example for that. How he was tested, the response that he received from his people, the long time that he spent doing da'wah to his people, how he had to make the ship himself. And then he had to get the animals and board them on the ship. And then he saw his son drown. And then he's told, don't even make a request for these people. And then the fear of where are we going to go? Where are we going to end up? What's our future going to be like? وَإِن كُنَّا لَمُبْتَلِينَ In this are many lessons. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surely tests His servants to see who is going to make it. Who will be of those who are successful? And who is it that will give up? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the strength to continue with the khair that we learn and we adopt. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فَقَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ أَفَلَا تَتَّقُونَ فَقَالَ الْمَلَأُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ قَوْمِهِ مَا هَذَا إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مثلكم يريد أن يتفضل عليكم يريد أن يتفضل عليكم ولو شاء الله لأنزل ملائكة ما سمعنا بهذا في آبائنا الأولين إن هو إلا رجل به جنة فتربصوا به حتى حين قال رب انصرني بما كذبون 
فأوحينا إليه أن اصنع الفلك بأعيننا ووحينا فإذا جاء أمرنا فإذا جاء أمرنا وفاردت النور فاسلك فيها من كل زوجين اثنين وأهلك وأهلك إلا من سبق عليه القول منهم ولا تخاطبني في الذين ظلموا إنهم مغرقون فإذا استويت أنت ومن معك على الفلك فقل الحمد لله الذي نجانا من القوم الظالمين وقل رب أنزلني منزلا مباركا وأنت خير المنزلين إن في ذلك لآيات وإن كنا لمبتلين 